Hello and welcome to the Galway Film Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Kelly of gkmedia.ie and we are delighted to be covering this year's 35th Galway Film Fla for you, which will feature a great mix of previews, reviews and interviews. As you may know, this year's Galway Film Fla commences July 11th, 2023 and tickets are now on sale and in our first episode of this series, I'm thrilled to be joined by Maeve McGrath, the new Director of Programming, to look ahead to this year's screenings and get the scoop on what we need to start booking tickets for. Maeve, it's a jam-packed programme. The launch, as you know, was earlier this evening. You must be absolutely thrilled with what you have accomplished and put together this year. Yeah, we're very excited, Gary. It's great. And uh, thanks for having us on as well. It's just fantastic. It's the 35th edition of the FLA. And um, of course, I haven't been around for all 35 years, but there's some people who have. And it's just we really have a programme, I think, that's going to knock it out of the park. We have, you know, just such brilliant, beautiful filmmaking. And it's just a joy, number one, to watch them, but also to um, to present them to the audience. And for, you know, the people of Galway, the tourists incoming, the industry professionals who are going to be here, anybody who wants to come to them, we have a cracker of a festival ahead. Yeah, it's really a festival for everyone, those in the industry, those who love film, the people of Galway and so on. 34 Irish films, 21 world premieres, over 100 short films, 95 feature films, Loads of award-winning movies from like Berlin, Sundance, South by Southwest. And what I think is really interesting, and I think this was one of the first years you didn't need to go to the Cannes Film Festival because you had such a jam-packed programme. We didn't. It's gas. You know, by the time it reached, uh, I guess, May, you know, we were you know, almost locked at that stage because we operate, we have obviously submissions come into us. We have a submission platform that people will submit to. We also go to festivals around the world. So, you know, we were in Berlin and then we're in touch with other festivals and, you know, they keep in touch with us and we keep an eye on what they're doing. And we knew we already had started to really have the bones of the programme, I guess, you know, before um, before Cannes, so that we felt that, number one, you know, um, you know, did we need to go out there to get films? And, uh, number two, you know, it's an, it's an expense going out there. And just for us, it was, um, we were nearly there. So, yeah, it's, it's so exciting. I'm just, I want everybody to go see all these films. Before we do a deep dive yes. into this year's programme, can we talk about yourself? Because I, I think it's really cool how the programmer, the director of programming of the Goy Film Fla, has a multitude of experience in the film industry. So some people would know you. I would know you as an actor from Brooklyn. I was talking to someone else the last day and they said, oh, she's from Fair City. Someone else said, no, no, she's from Ross Naroon. So you've done loads of acting. You've done producing. You've done directing. So you know what it's like on, I suppose, in front of the camera, behind the camera, in the seat at a premiere as, as a filmmaker, submitting to festivals. All of it. I am. I wear too many hats, actually. <laughs> Gary, that's the problem. Yeah, I came through as, um, you know, I went and I studied drama in Trinity and that led to the stage initially, although that was kind of in the 90s. So 
television was really, you know, starting to get bigger and bigger, um, not to the extent that it is now, obviously, with the Netflix and all the, the platforms that are, are shooting here in Ireland. But, you know, we had the commitments was being shot in Ireland at the time and Far and Away was coming in and being shot. And so the industry was starting to kind of bubble and explode in a way. And I went kind of quite seamlessly. I was very lucky from the theatre into um, RTE and I was in Fair City from 1993 on to uh, 2000. So I was just saying here that I'm 23 years gone from Fair City and such a lovely time I had there. It was a really just gorgeous experience and, uh, you know, I learned how to work a three camera setup and all of that. And then, um, you know, you always have your agent kind of knocking on your door saying, now, you know, you, you really need to go off and do other stuff because it does limit you. There's no question when you're in a long running series like that. And so I did and I lived in the UK for a while and I was just doing some just beautiful work, you know, working with people like Paul McGann, Brenda Fricker and then we came back to Ireland and I was in Rossnaroon, like you said, again for a year and, you know, doing shorts at Brooklyn. And um, it was actually when I was out in TG Cahar, I was very lucky to have the opportunity to go to um, to work with Grace Sonneman and do um, the GMIT course. Uh, I did television production and development. I did want to be a producer. I, I kind of had ideas. I'm not a director. Some people say, oh, you're a director. I'm like, no, I'm not a director, but I do love to produce. I'm like Monica. So I kind of, you know, from friends, I like organising things. And so that was a really great start off for me to learn how to produce things. And so when I moved back to Limerick, really kind of set myself down in Limerick again, which is my home place. I got in touch with the local community in Limerick, the film community, and we all came together and started with there was a kind of a community group called Behind the Scenes and we made shorts together. And, you know, I met people like my producer I work with now, Keith, who I work with, Keith Bogue. We work together under our in a production called Drum Glen. And so we produce short films. So I see how it is to, you know, our short paddy would have gone all over to film festivals and you get into film festivals and you don't get into film festivals. So and, I, you know, through that as well, through um, the various I went back and I studied media studies in Mary I. And I loved that. That was just that was brilliant. You know, there's a great team there. And, and um, Nikki Fennell was my my uh, fantastic um, supervisor for my thesis. And I explored the journey of the Irish short film to the Oscars. That was my my thesis. And so I just met with loads of people, Niall from Scannon, the people in the IFI, you know, spoke with the Irish Film Board. And it was a, just a really great way for me to, to find out why do we do so well at the Oscars? And if anybody wants to read my thesis, I will tell you my theories <laughs> okay, on that. Excellent. And and, uh, and there definitely is. You can see that there is a thing um, there. And so for me... But we are natural storytellers, they say. Well, that's one of the things okay. that I, that I you know, that the actual authentic kind of Irish stories that we have. The other was children. If you look back through all the shorts, children were a big part of it. And then the other, the third thing that I investigated was the explosion of um, training and that in, um, you know, the crew and and the staff that work on, on films that that had really exploded from the 90s on, which it had, yeah. you know, and it's still ongoing at the moment. We were just talking about Passport to production on our way in here today and so it's kind of they were the general um, kind of findings in my in my thesis and I went on to work as director of the um, Kerry Film Festival after that and I loved that I love Kerry and I love the people there and I was three years there and then I moved on to Carlo Arts Festival and I was at Diff for a while and so festival worlds you um, you know a lot of people there and you kind of move you know maybe after about three years you feel like you've done your job and you move on and, and go to another festival and you know we all still talk to each other and meet each other and, and, and that. So to arrive here and be the director of programming at the Galway Fan Flat is just, it's just a joy for me. It's exactly the job that I would have probably looked at 
10 years ago and said, I would really love to do that job. And you kind of build your work up over the years. So I was really thrilled to get it and to know that I have the opportunity to program, you know, close to 100 features. It's just it's, you know, and be part of all the other bits that come along. The FLA is a big machine, you know, and uh, to be part of that. And, uh, you know, that lovely team that we have there, it's it's just it's great. Yeah, fantastic team. And I was speaking to a director recently and he's never been to the FLA and he was saying, should I come? And I said, oh, 100 percent, because I'm you're a proud Limerick woman. I'm a proud Galwegian and I've been going to the FLA too many years that, that, that I don't uh, actually acknowledge and, and admit, but I've been going for quite a good while. And I just said, it's great crack. Yeah. It's so relaxed. It's so informal. Yeah. And I feel as well that, you know, you'd mentioned Netflix and, uh, you know, there's plenty of other streaming platforms out there. I think, you know, when you go to a festival like the Goy Film Flat, you feel cleansed again because there's so much that is just pumped out there. And so it's great to get back to the roots of cinema again. And I think, you know, look, the streaming platforms are here and particularly over the pandemic, it exploded and didn't we all need it, Mm -hmm. you know, and and it's, you know, obviously it's very important and it's there beside running alongside, you know, and often films go immediately, you know, films I would have been looking for straight after, you know, big, big festivals have gone immediately. Wham, I really wanted Wham and it did one screening and now it's on Netflix, you know, Um, you know, because obviously that would be a great part of our our music strand. So we, we work, you know, alongside that yeah. streaming platform thing and, and they are there and they're an important part of it as well. But I always say to filmmakers, you know, even if you didn't get in the flat and I know people get very upset and even but even if you didn't get in, come anyway or if you've never been, come, but do come and watch films. We do get a lot of people who come and watch their own film and yeah. don't go and see other work. And I would really suggest that, you know, pick one or two films, particularly, you know, one of the ones, they don't have to be the big ones, you know, come and find some one of the little gems, you know, we'll be talking about them now um, and come and and find films that you may not see and that might inspire you in your future work. You know, if you're creating a piece of work, whether it's animation or narrative or documentary, someone of the filmmakers in this programme are going to give you an idea. They're going to, you know, because we all have, you know, have a lot to learn. I'll never know everything. You know, we all won't know everything all the time and we all have a lot to learn from each other and you know I I had a script once and I went to a script you know I went to one of these weekends where you kind of meet with script writers and there's a supervisor and a facilitator and you know I was like oh the script is finished you know and by the end of it it was not finished (laughs) and I knew it wasn't and they said why don't you flip that and start and I was going oh my god why didn't I think of that you know so it's not to say that your film is the best and it's but there's other stories and ideas and ways of shooting and thinking about colour in your film that you will see in other people's films, whether it's world cinema, whether it's, you know, local cinema, whether it's, you know, go and see The Way Out West or go see the music documentaries if you're planning on doing that, you know. Do see other work and then have the crack as well, mm-hmm. you know, which is there. Come and see your own film, but do try and catch one or two others because you will be surprised. Yeah, there will be films that you will see that will stay with you forever and you will never see them again. That's the thing. Gary, I have watched films as part of my programming role for The Flat and I, even in the office this morning, just said to the lads, I can't get this film out of my head. I'm broken hearted over it. Like, it's a documentary and I, well, we'll be talking about it. And I just was like, I still think about it. Every day I think about this film. Like the director's coming and I just have to give her one big hug because it just is wild. And I think it's wonderful as well. You're showing Kings again. And I remember interviewing Tom Collins when he screened that at the Goy Film Flat, an absolute gentleman. And he sadly missed. And 
we had worked on a feature film a few years ago as well that James Flynn yeah. was involved in and you have the best first short drama That's right. award as well. In, yeah, in it's important memory. to remember those that aren't with us anymore and obviously both would have played a very, very important part of what The Fly is and mm-hmm. we are actually screening 35 mil print of of kings, so you'll get it warts and all, you know. It, which is we 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 actually set into the cinema to watch it down in Plus, and we'd seen one with just a file, you know, an MP4 kind of file, and then they said, "Well, well, look, we'll put this on. There's a bit of damage on it," and they put it up, and I went, "That we're screening that because the colours and I love a bit of old crackle, mm. and you know, it just is beautiful." So, you know, I don't think there'll be a ticket to be had for that. Mm. I think that'll be just a gorgeous. If you want to catch the original, do that. Let's just dive straight yes, in. Yes, let's okay. do it. <laughs> Opening film, The Miracle Club. Yes. It's an advanced screening. An advanced screening of The Miracle Club. We're very excited to have this. Obviously, Thaddeus is a kind of another important figure to the flat and obviously a very important um, and a wonderful director. And we are just really, really thrilled that they've given it to us to screen. All-star know, cast. All-star cast. All-star cast and then a great Irish cast as well within it. You know, some you know newcomers that are coming into it as well, which is really, really nice. Um, Agnes O'Casey is in that, actually, as well as being in live we tell so she's the great granddaughter of Sean O'Casey so it's really nice to see someone who's very young and, and new having this this great role I think that'll be really well actually I know it'll be well received because we sold out of tickets straight away when we when we early released them and you know people get really angry and they're like oh you must have had them all sold out we're like no we literally put it on sale and people bought the tickets This is the thing as well because the reason why I wanted to do this podcast with you is to flag to people this is what you need to go and see. Yes. And this is your opportunity to book your tickets and go now Absolutely. rather than on the day flicking through the program. Oh, you won't get them. This is it, yeah. You won't get the tickets. Yeah. And like we already have a waiting list for that. We've, I know we've a waiting list for at least five other films, like a waiting list. And there's 40 people on the waiting list. So we don't expect 40 people to kind of drop out either. Some people do say, oh, sure, we'll go and we'll get a ticket at the door. You won't get in. You know, we might try and do a returns list, but it may be the first five people who are waiting in the returns will get it. So if you want to go to something, like people get, we had a lot of people ringing the office now when we announced the Miracle Club. I can't get tickets. And we're like, yeah, it's like Bob Dylan tickets. You know, the moment they went on sale, they were gone. And so we do say follow us on our socials and also sign up for the newsletter because we do put the information in there first and get in and buy the just do it. Yeah, Go and buy yeah. the ticket because if you think about it too long, the tickets will be gone. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Titus O'Sullivan, Ordinary Decent Criminal. I remember yeah. I studied film and TV in Clungwara and Galway and December Bride was one of the big proud posters displayed there in the corridor. Um, and it's great to have him back and a film that is doing so well. Yes. And, you know, it's it's really interesting. It's it's about Lourdes, you know, which we all know about the pilgrimages, you know, whether they're to knock or across the water to Lourdes or wherever you go or Medjugorje. I've been to Medjugorje myself. And, you know, I think that that will kind of pique the interest of people then. And I think it's that kind of story that I think there's humour in it, but also there's quite a lot of sadness in it. So it's it's that kind of sense of a film that you can take your mum, your grand to, you can yeah. go yourself. You know, it's it's a very much a film that nobody's going to be disappointed with. Yeah, and it's scoring at the moment and reviews is just uh, off the wall yeah. after Tribeca. So it's great. Excellent. Uh, let's just move on to Wednesday then, because Tuesday is just uh, the advanced screen right. of yes. the Miracle Club. Yes. And then it all kicks off with the shorts, yes. which is a huge part of the festival. And there's a team involved in putting all that content and scheduling together. There the is. shorts are pretty much throughout the week of the flat. And there's 
there's so much great content to see. There really is. And, it, you know, from students to, you know, hardened professionals, you know, people are still making, I'm still making shorts and I'm a long time in this, in this gig, you know, and shorts sometimes lead to features. Some people like to make shorts and they don't want to make a feature. You know, they just want to make shorts and, you know, that's great. And then there's people who are saying, actually, I want to make a short because I want to show what I can do so that when I go for feature funding, you know, or I'll make a couple of shorts. So there's lots of different reasons why people make short film, but this is a very important part of the FLA. People's FLA journey, whether, you know, often we have people who are start out as short filmmakers and then you're screening their feature, you know, a few years later. And even our team are brilliant and, you know, like thousands, I can tell you, of shorts. And again, it comes back to that thing. Yes, you're disappointed if you don't get in. It's not because your film's not great. A lot of the time, you know, it really isn't. We watch so many films and we only have so many slots. We're five days after the, you know, obviously after opening night. It's five days right through to Sunday and there just isn't time. I mean, there are films, the f- features that I have watched from that have you know been huge films at, at festivals around the world and we just can't fit them in. We can't get them into the programme. They may not fit into the kind of what we find, you know, whether it's our generation strand or the world cinema or our peripheral visions, they just might not fit into those categories at this year. Mm. You know, any other year they might. And it's the same with the shorts, you know, um, as the team is watching them, suddenly, you know, you will see kind of little strands and that will start to come together. And we don't necessarily, a lot of people think, oh, you have an idea what you want. We don't actually. I go in very fresh. I say, oh, press play. You know, we're going to watch these now. Sometimes I have to sit in a cinema to watch films. Sometimes I'm in the office and with the TV and I'll watch them there. But we never think, oh, you know, we need to look for X, Y, Z. But once you kind of start to come towards the end of your watching thinking, oh, this is going to be this. I thought I'd have a road movie strand actually this year. I really did. There were so many road movies and actually they fitted into other places. So, you know, they became part of Generation, which is our kind of coming of age strand. So you don't have a locked in idea, but it does form as you're starting to watch film. And there are themes, you know, over the last couple of years, war has been a big theme. Eat the Rich, yeah. you know, has been a really big kind of uh, a theme and as we saw at Cannes last year. So it is a very, it's a process that every year is going to be different. You're not going to have the same programme, you know, every single year. Obviously, you'll have Irish cinema and you'll have world cinema and you'll have peripheral visions. But then, you know, we have new categories this year, which is really kind of nice. We have new sections that were born out of the films that we were watching. Excellent. And for those who don't know, it's the road to the Oscars as well. There you go. Which we can talk about of last year also. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so An Irish Goodbye was at the festival last year. It premiered and uh, went on, did its little festival tour as it Mm. does and made it to the Oscars and then won. And we're really, really excited, actually. They're back this year. Brilliant. At the FLA. So um, that's a little uh, Scoopinos there. So they're back. And it's, a you know, like to go out there and to win that. You know, and as I know it with, with my with my thesis, you know, you can get there and not win. And we've had so many nominations over the years from from the Irish perspective. And you always think, I wonder how this is going to do out there. I wonder how they'll. And I think they just loved that story, that very special story and that great narrative that, you know, that the Irish filmmaker um, has and, you know, the writers have. And it really, really did appeal to them. So, you know, if you're looking to get a big award like an Oscar, and we do say, and we always preface it with saying, the Oscar isn't the pinnacle of everything, you know, but it is, you know, it's such a huge award, but you can win other awards, you know, all around the world as well, you know, so, but that was, that's quite special. And yeah, it's a great connection. The journey started in Galway. Absolutely. So we'll move on with, well, we stick with Wednesday, but we'll great. move on from the shorts. And one movie I want to talk about is 
Love Without Walls. Oh, yeah, such a gorgeous film. It starts off with, with an opening song and I was like, oh my God, this song is so catchy. And I thought in my little ignorance that it was dubbed. And then I actually re- realized that Niall McNamee is a singer-songwriter and that's him singing. And that was just a really good song. But it's, it's a really great story about love without being cheesy, just sticking with each other through the good times and the hard times. So I, we, we watch as a team and we all watch, I watch everything and then the, uh, the other rest of the team will watch, you know, selected films and that. And this landed on my desk and um, one of the programmers um, had said to me, oh, you've got to see this film. You know, you've really got to, to see Paddy and he, Paddy, Paddy O'Connor, who's just a great, a great programmer as well. He said, you got to see this film. So I said, OK, I must start watching this. So I started watching it. it wasn't, I hadn't reached it at that stage. And I, the moment it opened, I went, He's Irish. <laughs> That's an Irish accent. And yeah. I wasn't expecting it, you know, because country of origin was UK. And he started singing and then he started. And it was really, it's that kind of hazy nightclub, but it's like, you know, music and just really, really beautiful um, setting to open. I went, oh, we're going somewhere nice here. And I knew we were. And, you know, the two of them are at the key cast, obviously. We have, um, you know, Shanna Swash and, and Niall McNamee. And Niall is, a, is an actor and um, singer-songwriter. So he is just extraordinarily talented. Um, but it's really interesting because their story, you open it thinking it's, oh, this is music. This yeah, is, yeah, you know, yeah. just a kind of a music thing. But actually it goes on this journey of homelessness and where you can find yourself at one point and you're okay, but we're only all a few steps away from being, you know, out in the streets, being homeless, being lost, you know, and their journey gets particularly dark where they get separated, but they find their way back to each other again. And it's just great. And Jane Gull is director. She's director writer, actually. She is, um, this is her second feature, if I'm correct. And um, herself and Karen Newman, producer, have really put together something really special. It's on release in the UK and I, it's done extraordinarily well over there. So we're really thrilled to have the Irish premiere. Niall is coming and Karen is coming and Jane, they're all coming. Brilliant. So we're, we're really thrilled about that. And, um, you know, I just think there's a lot of romance in the FLA this year and I didn't <laughs> do it deliberately. It just came. There's a lot of love, but love in very different circumstances. Yeah. And I think for those interested in directing as well, it's really well worth watching the way Jane Gull works because there is this thing of, and they do it in script writing as well, show, don't tell. And there's certain things she visually shows. She does. Without saying anything, even with regards to how one of the characters' mothers had passed away and there's a scene there and you know... Oh, yeah. that's how the mom died. Yeah. And there's loads of little nuggets like that that yes. I, I love. And the car actually in it, which is a cute little car, that car is actually the producer's car. I think she'd had that for a while. So I know you unless you see it, you won't know what that mm. means, but it's it kind of is an integral part of the um of the film. So it's lovely. Excellent. So that's what definitely one definitely. worth catching. I know there's a, a, another movie as well that you are absolutely buzzing about, mm. Past Lives. Talk to me about this. So uh, I'd heard about past lives, obviously, as you do. And, you know, people out in, in the various festivals and some, they were kind of coming back to me saying, you've got to you've got to get a copy of of past lives. And so I kind of did the little route following up to see if I could find who had it and who was who was screening it and who was looking after it. And um, I had to go and sit in a cinema and watch it, you know, sometimes so off to Dublin to watch. I was so excited myself and a couple of reviewers inside watching it. And I just left blown away and again it's a story of love 
but love over the years. And so we start in like the 80s. It takes us into the 90s. Then we go into the 2000s, whatever we call them now, the noughties and then into present day. But the opening scene is just so beautiful because it's the camera looking across at the three of them across the bar and you can hear a voiceover saying, who are they? What are they doing? And, you know, this whole this whole conversation. And then we lead back in time. And then at the very end of the film, that scene comes back in again. And it's just really it's a story of love through the years, love. And and for me, I don't believe anybody will leave this screening and not think about a former love, mm. past lives. Mm. It's about, you know, in a past life, mm. would we have got together, you know? And it's this beautiful story of two characters who have this kind of young attraction to each other. And she leaves, she emigrates. And with the, the advent of the Facebooks and that, they reconnect and then they meet. And it's constantly, will they, won't they? the whole way through the film. I'm not going to give much more away and I could. And everyone in the office is like, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. And it just, it's a beautiful piece of filmmaking. It's a debut from Celine Song. You cannot believe it when you watch it. It's a love letter to New York. It is just beautiful. Like it says here in the programme, the Hollywood Reporter called it one of the year's best films. Yes. And everybody is talking about it as being like the biggest, like the next everything everywhere all at once type of thing. You know, everybody's going... This is going all the way to the Oscars, which is huge pressure yeah. to put on the director and to put on the the film itself. But when you watch it, you know, you totally understand it. And is it fair to say that you were at that screening with some well-renowned... Oh, uh, reviewers f- yeah, and who there were was... all like, you could hear the little sniffles yeah. and the little, you know, <laughs> everybody was just emotionally because, you know, we've all had that person that got away or that person that didn't maybe get away or that, or ran, that, away. Did, or that <laughs> ran away exactly and it is all about that and it's about who we are as humans and our emotions and and also where we are at a particular place in our time and maybe for a certain period in our life that person was right for us but wouldn't be right in this act of our lives and that's how very man we have Celine Song she's coming she's going to be in conversation afterwards which we are so excited about and I just think it's going to be a very special set I actually don't think there'll be a seat left for that and I can tell you that screening in Palos once there are limited seats on that that's not in the town hall so you know we've 160 seats for that if you don't book that like tickets are open. If you don't book that, you will not get in. Yeah, well, the program was just launched a few hours exactly. ago. We're given as much heads up as and we can. People in the, I know people in the office are going, I'm booking a ticket. Yeah. Like, you know, they're in the flat and they're booking tickets to go see it. So, you know, book early. You're a big music fan. Yes. Louder Than You Think, yeah. also on Wednesday. Yes. And Pavement, who of course are going to be at the Galway International Arts Festival this year. So it's a really nice tie-in actually. And um, of course, any 90s Kids like me, you know, and, and, you know, I came through all those bands of the 90s. I would have gone to Whelan's. I would have gone to all the various different places. I would have seen Dede down at the point, as it was called back then. Uh, so many people won't know what I'm talking about. But, you know, Pavement obviously came through at the time and their drummer was Gary Young. And so Gary Young was older than the rest of the gang in there. And so he kind of had a vision, I guess, for Pavement that he thought they could be huge, which he was dead right. You know, he thought they would be massive. But he was doing a lot of like crazy, stupid things that really annoyed the rest of the band, the handstands on stage and all of that kind of stuff. But he was eccentric and he still is, still is eccentric. And this film obviously won out at South by Southwest, you know, won the Audience Award. And it just follows Gary through his life now. He's unwell. 
he's really not very, very well. You know, he's got scoliosis and all of that. And but he's still drumming. And what's really beautiful about this film, I think, and, and Jed and the team have done a really great job, the director, is it's it's we see the archive footage, obviously. We see the, um, you know, as he is now, Gary, but we also see this, this great animation that they have throughout. And it's really gorgeous. I went, oh, this is kind of interesting. And it's Gary as a puppet and the rest of the band as puppets. And it's lovely. It kind of breaks up. Sometimes you've kind of very talking heads documentaries. It's not like that at all. And you are really in there with him. And I just loved it. I loved and, you know, we're going to have the producer, Brian Thalkin, going to be in with us and he's going to do the post-show discussion. But I just think that uh, with Pavement obviously being at the Arts Festival as well, it's a really nice tie in for anybody who's a fan. And if you've never been to music documentary before, I highly recommend it. You know, we obviously have Cindy Lauper as well, but, you know, obviously the, the one of the biggest pop icons in the world, you know, and Pavement is a very different brand of music. But it just this documentary is very special. I, I was felt quite sad at the end of it for Gary, you know, because obviously he'd left the band and then the band became hugely successful after he left. Like they were very successful, you know, like they did all the student tours like Cranberries did in America. And he says there's this lovely little piece at the end where his wife talks and he talks saying that the band, he gets a check every month from the band that they didn't forget about him that this big check comes in and it's really you know something very very special which they're the good guys and they're all in it they're all talking in it and you know there's a few moments where they say whatever but you can still see the love that they have for each other you know and time also allows for that you know it's gorgeous and it's well worth going to you know and again book early Excellent now you told me as well do not forget to mention here which is winner of the best film at Berlinale why is this such a good movie? So Baz has been with us before at the FLA and um, I didn't know what to expect when I started watching this film and here we go with the romance again, you know, but it is, it's a romantic film, but a very different kind of romance. And that's the thing with the films this year. We have Unrequited Love, we have Past Lives, you know, Love That Passes a Spy. We have um, people in, in films who are asexual. There's, you know, lots of different kind of loves happening here. And this is a very beautiful, intimate film. There's a man and we just see him at the beginning and he's in the trades and he is planning to leave. He, you can see that and as part of his leaving ritual, he is making soup for the people that he loves and that are local to where he is at that time. And his mechanic at the garage who's fixing his car, you know, his friends, he's making the soup and he's taking with them. You see him going to the garage to get his car sorted and the guy's telling him, oh, I want to have that done till next week. And then he produces the soup out of the bag and he's going, come back to me, Sasha. You know, he's very, it's it's just really beautiful. And it's it's about how an encounter can just change everything that you plan to do. And we've all had those encounters. You know, we've all had those things where he stops you in your tracks and you go, actually, I'm going to go this direction. Where this unexpected love, he meets this woman who's obsessed with mosses. Well, not just obsessed, she works in them. She, you know, she takes moss and different types of, you know, organisms and stuff. And he's dragged into that, you know, he's looking at, you know, nature and the world. And I think what it asks us to do is stop for a minute and look around because we are all here, there, everywhere, here, there, everywhere, moving around. And it's just 
such an intimately beautifully shot film and only Baz can do it you know he's just so great Baz is coming we're really excited he's going to be here to introduce his film and talk about it afterwards and if you want something it's really interesting it's on a similar time to past lives so I'm not sure you can go to both <laughs> sorry but because we just have to program like this if you don't get into past lives go to here you okay. know it's yeah. it's so gorgeously beautiful and so you don't know where it's going and then suddenly boom this beautiful interaction happens. Definitely worth a, a ticket. Excellent. Let's move on to Thursday. Yes. Because there's <laughs> there's so much and we can only kind of pick a little bit. I'm delighted to see as well, and we had this conversation a few months ago uh, while you were putting the program together. Douglas Sirk. Yes. Hobas in Despair. Tell me why you wanted to go down this route in your programming. Well, I really wanted to actually um, program one of Douglas Sirk's uh, films alongside it. I wanted to do like a 1953 or 1952 film if I could, but I just didn't have the room and the programming for it. So for anybody who doesn't know Douglas Sirk as a director, it's not Douglas Kirk, it's Douglas Sirk. So he would have been, you know, Rock Hudson. He would have directed him, I don't know how many times. And I did see actually the Rock Hudson biopic, which is out at the moment, um, which I would have loved to have paired with this. But again, it's it's all about timings and, and all of that. And he just is a great director. And this story, though, takes him back to where he was. He big, big director. And, you know, he was in Germany in the 1930s, 40s and that. So it was kind of a really difficult time. And he found himself in the States and he just made the most beautiful films. And for any cinephiles, for anybody who watched black and white movies on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon on RTE, as we all did, you will have seen a Douglas Sirk film. There's no question. And this is a beautifully made film by Swiss director. And I would recommend for anybody who who loves the movies and black and white movies, you know, you will. This is a love letter to that era and to those times. Definitely worth seeing. It's beautiful. And again, today's generation of filmmakers may not be familiar with or may not think that they're familiar with Douglas's work, but it's also an opportunity to maybe bring a grandparent, if you're lucky enough to have one with you, and bring them to the flat. They will know the movies he worked on and let them have their little special moment at the flat as well. A hundred percent. And it's subtitles. So we've, we have, um, you know, accessibility is really important to us at the flat as well. And we're really working hard to make sure our venues are accessible, that there is loop systems, things like that. So, you know, a large, large percentage of our program is subtitles. So you'll see the little CC beside the the name. And so this is one of those, you know, Robin Humans. He goes in and he 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 goes, to, you know, into archive footage. He finds some kind of testimony and stories all about his wife as well, who, you know, he was told to leave his wife, you know, and, and so there was a lot of stuff over that. And he didn't want to, obviously. So America was definitely the better place for them to be. Um, but, you know, for me, he's he's one of our he's in one of our new categories, which is artist on film. And, um, you know, for me, he's one of the greatest directors without a shadow of a doubt. So there's again, it's back to the what can I learn? It's the lessons you can learn. Excellent. I'm delighted as well that John Beaton has a number of works around Galway that people may be familiar with, especially around the, the Salmon Weir and NUI or UCG as they're known now, NUI Galway before. Uh, there's a documentary on John Beaton made by Donald Taylor Black, um, and that's on in the Town Hall Theatre. Yeah, beautiful. And it's stunning. And, you know, it's in the artist on film category and it's obviously a documentary as well. And it's Irish cinema. But actually, it could be in our country of focus. And our country of focus this year is nowhere. Yeah, so, I like this. Yeah, Talk about this as well. This is, it, 
we found that we were watching a lot of films. So, you know, when you're looking at a country of focus, I know there's been Ukraine, which is a really important country of focus, Norway, who just make really great, great films. But this year, as we were looking through the films, I was kind of thinking there's a real sense of people being displaced, mm-hmm. a real sense of people with no home, like Love Without Walls, Girl is the same. And, you know, where people are, are without a home, they don't have somewhere. And... Many people will remember, and I kind of I use it in the in the opening to it. Um, Theresa May talking about if you're a citizen of Europe, you're a citizen of nowhere. She, you know, if you think you're a citizen of the world, you're a citizen of nowhere. And it really kind of that kind of idea of you know people seeing as people as, as somewhere you know nowhere. And and I just thought let's just pick you know nowhere is our country of focus. It's for those people who are stuck in the middle. And so we have a few films in there that really take us into people who've been displaced from countries that they can't even speak about. You know, we have Dennis Harvey's I Must Away, which is, you know, he talks to people who are, you know, migrating from various different places. And actually this, you know, John Behan's obviously this is about him as an artist, but he also he really goes over and he works with um, in, in Greece over there with the um, people who are on the move and the migrants there and he uh, does art projects with them and that and he has a real passion for that as we all should, you know, for people who find themselves with without a home and, and you see him in Athens, you know, and, and he just he just is an extraordinarily beautiful man and his work is without a shadow of a doubt beautiful, but his heart is as well. And so anybody who knows John's work or anybody who has, you know, empathy and kindness and passion will love this. Yeah, and there's great archive footage there as well of it. And also on Thursday is King's, which we were talking about, Mm -hmm. and that'll be presented by Tom's daughter, Eve, as well. Um, If you haven't seen King's, it's, it's a beautiful movie. You have to go and see it. But even just, I think, to celebrate the great man that Tom was, yeah, get yourself a ticket and go and see it. Um, the Martini Shot. Yes. This is a wild movie. <laughs> yes, it is. It's an existential journey. That's all I have to say. Beautifully shot. So if you're looking at the programme, there's a great shot of Matthew Modine who, look, who doesn't love Matthew Modine from Full Metal Jacket right through to, you know, um, Stranger Things now, which the young people will know about and uh, people who have watched all the Netflixes and all that. They'll know him from that. It was so weird. I, w- I was like most people nowadays when they watch TV, I was scrolling on my phone at the same time. And I saw the announcement that he was coming over and he was going to he's going to be doing the actor's master class. I flicked then onto one of the Sky Cinema channels. There he was in Batman. There you see. <laughs> so he's he, he's everywhere, but you might not always think about him, you know, which is really interesting. So we're very excited to have this because it's been shot in the Midwest all around, you know, it's shot Bonratty in Ireland. Bunratty's yeah. in there, County Limerick is in there. So hey, up Limerick. And uh, it's it's just great. It's got an unbelievable cast, as well as him, you know, as if he's not very he's got John Cleese, Derek Jacobi, you know, great theatre actor. Stuart he Townsend. Is, can I just say, Derek Jacobi he's is brilliant. just an amazing actor. I could watch him 24-7. Well, he's gorgeous in this. He's brilliant You know, it, yeah. and he's fabulous. And the lovely Fiona Glasgow is in it as well. And I mean, other way, other, you know, loads of other people. But um, director Stephen Wallace and just, you know, and of course, Emma Owen is producer on this. And She's a Galway producer. Yes, yeah. of course. And she's great. And, you know, it's, it's one of those, it's funding through Canada and Ireland. So it's a great co-production. And he's going to do the masterclass. So he's going to be here. He's going to do post-show discussion. But he's going to do our masterclass where, you know, I do often say I was talking to somebody recently and, you know, they were saying, oh, you're doing the actors masterclass, Matthew Modi. And I went, yes, and all directors should come to it as well. You know, it's not just for actors. I do believe that it's for anyone who wants to, to come along, but directors can benefit so much for hearing what 
actors talk about and particularly actors of his calibre. You know, he's going to be starring now in Oppenheimer coming up mm-hmm. as well. And, um, you know, it, it's he puts in such a performance here. You wouldn't even recognise him, you know, for, for the actor that he was. And he's just great. You how know, how a, would you describe this movie? I know you said existential journey, but I know I'm, I'm trying to think of words to describe. So essentially, it kind of just to give you an idea. It, it opens and these beautiful shots of the cliffs of Moher, yeah, you know, and you're yeah. going, and he's kind of sitting on a chair yeah. out there in the middle of nowhere, and you're going, "What? <laughs> What's going on here?" And then you see him at the doctor's, and the doctor's saying, "News ain't great," and he's kind of hilarious. John Cleese is like, "The news isn't great, sort of," and he's going, "What? You know, like," and he's going, "You know," and this lovely kind of. It is that existential kind of way of filmmaking. And again, why you should go see more films because it's quite unique. But he's kind of going on this journey and at one point he's running through places and he's walking through places and he's meeting people. There's this great shot where they're around, they're in a castle where they meet and it's an old ruins where they meet Derek Jacobi's character and he's talking and it's, he's, I guess he's he's going to make his greatest work. That's the kind of thing, as he knows he's not well. And he takes us on this journey as he's making it and he, Every so often the action freezes, you know, and he's still there talking, yeah. you know, to this character, Fiona Glasgow's character, and the two of them are chatting in it. It's really unique and very exciting and very interesting. And and it's doing really well. Again, you know, even I don't know if you can get a ticket for this now, you know, because we've launched. and uh, But I really hope you can because it's in the town hall and it's it's great. And he'll be there. So, you know, yeah. he's such a it great It kind of reminded me like of uh, something that Charlie Kaufman would write. Yes. It's just, it's, it's yes, exactly. <laughs> It's Wild. a strange, wonderful movie. Yeah. Um, is there anything else on Thursday that we need to keep an eye out for? Thursday, yes. I mean, everything. And they all laugh at me in the office. They're like, well, should we see? I went, oh, this is really good. This is my favourite film. And I love this. This is my favourite <laughs> film. And this is my favourite. And they're like, maybe you can't have that many favourite films. I'm like, I can. They're all my favourites. One Bullet is um, extraordinary. It's Oscar and BAFTA winning um, director, Carl Dysinger. She's coming. She'll be here. And it's One Bullet essentially is kind of the storyline her title is like two decades of war through one bullet one death one Afghan mother and this is the one that I'm still thinking about months later and again this was kind of flagged to me by Paddy and and, um, I watched it and I rang him and I said I can't believe I'm I'm devastated and he's like I know and even now talking to, to Carl at the moment you know we're just like this film will stay with you and again it comes back to that whole story of war and the people who are caught in between this beautiful Afghan mum and, you know, there's one moment she lifts up this photograph of this child and she says, you know, you were only here for a short time. You know, you were only here on this journey for a short time and you're just, your heart breaks. Carl gets kind of embroiled in this story that the director herself, she she's she goes right into the heart of, of communities, um, particularly in Afghan, Afghanistan. And... Um, this is on in, in Plus Screen 3. She's here. She's going to talk about it. That should be packed out. And so I would get a ticket for that if I can. It, but it is heartbreaking. And um, I, I have to warn you, it is. And, you know, sometimes you do think, should we put a trigger warning on this as well? You know, when we do. And, I'm, and you know, I think it kind of says it in the in the, the contents. It is it is beautifully shot and a, and a heartbreaking story. I would That would be a big pick for, my, for me on that Thursday. Thanks, Maeve. You know, with everything that's going on around the world as well, and people get frustrated and they feel helpless, you know, that they can't do anything. I think by going to documentaries and feature films that deal with these topics and actually 
learn more about what's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. I've been educated. Yeah. I've been educated. Like Dreamsgate, you know, the, the women in Dreamsgate, they've educated me. You know, they go out, they go to war. And what's the hardest thing is at the end of some of these films, they're like, oh, the characters, you know, the people in this film are no longer with us. And you're going, I've just kind of felt this journey with them, that I've gone with them. And, you know, I think, you know, if, if you can't have an ounce of empathy for, for people who are going through war-torn situations or going through, you know, no matter how small you might think they are, they're incredibly torturous. I did watch a film about, um, you know, young people travelling across, young people, 16, my son is 18, I couldn't imagine him going to catch the bus by himself, but like, you know, sorry, Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> Mom. He'll kill me, I know. Um, but, you know, like to have their child crossing countries on foot, um, one child in particular, you know, for, for one film that I was watching where it took them two years to get to safety and the child was nearly 18 by the time they got there. And then they're in a hole differently because once you turn 18, you're kind of put into a different category of, of, you know, being minded, so to speak. So we have a lot of films that, you know, along the way, girl, I must away, that really will teach us all a little bit of something and maybe bring out some empathy and kindness in people. In the shadow of Beirut as well. Absolutely. You know, is of oh. a similar topic and it, that's a heartbreaking movie also. It really a documentary. is. And you know, here's the thing. We watch films, to, to come to a film festival, people say, why film festivals? You know, I can just watch it on XYZ. There is a place for sitting in a dark, very dark room, watching something on a big screen with proper surround sound and, you know, sitting there, no mobile phones, no, no doorbells phones, ringing, no nobody disturbing <laughs> you. And also the films that we screen, you may not see at your local cinema as well. You know, they may not come up at some stage, you know, and yes, they probably will go to a streaming service or a television service at, at some stage. But to see them on the big screen and this is one that you will need to see. Yeah, and it's the communal experience. And there, there's exactly. going to be a section during In the Shadow of Beirut where you will feel the energy completely change in the room and there'll be just like... I know. And it's, you know, it's these four families. And so obviously, you know, these are the same people who made Gaza. Mm. So, you know, we know their work and and they're very, very good. But some of... Honestly, I was watching this film and some of the conditions that people are living in... I. (laughs) Sorry, Aiden. Again, I would turn to my son and go, "You have it so lucky. You don't realize." Yeah, but I wanted to do the do, same. My own daughters. You yeah. do have it so lucky, and we are blessed with the little that we have. And life is very hard for everybody at the moment. There's no question about that. You know, whether you've a carer, or whether you're, you know, whatever situation you are in life, watching this film, you know, and some of the others, it's just some of the conditions, and you know how people are surviving in these conditions is just terrible. This is a Stunning film. Mm. This is one to watch. And again, it's in the town hall, you know, which is obviously, you know, nearly 400 seats. You won't get a ticket for this if you don't book. Yeah, it follows four families living in horrendous, like impoverished conditions in Beirut. And it's Stephen Jared Kelly had moved to Beirut years ago and actually just got to know these. He was a videographer, but he just started to get to know these families. And they were saying, oh, take your camera out. You know, we have an event on here. And just they... Trust and loyalty built up over the years and that was what started off this documentary and yeah. the essence of it. And then Stephen brought Gary in to kind of help him put it all together. But it's it's It's, it's beautiful well watching, and it know? absolutely is, you know, and do catch it on the big screen. And, you know, it's definitely one to watch. It's a, just a beautiful, beautiful, heart-rending portrayal of, of these four families. 
So in the shadow of Beirut is on Friday. And again, like there's a load of screenings on Friday. But again, what would you give us a, a nod to kind of get tickets as soon as we can for? I I mean, Friday is is very busy. We have um we have a new strand this year as well for architecture films. So that's really exciting. I love um, in previous festivals that I've programmed, I've had ar- architecture shorts. And for a lot of people might think, wow, there's an architecture, you know, thing. There's architecture festivals, film festivals. And um, we have this great architecture strand this year. So I'd love people to kind of look at that. And particularly if you're interested in the buildings that are around us, if you're interested in design, you might be, you know, just somebody who loves looking at buildings. You can f- often find me standing in the middle of the road looking up at stuff. And so. But sure, how, how many times we watch Dermot Bannon on TV? There you go. Uh, you know, you know we, we might think we're into architecture, but we just love it. Absolutely. And one of these here is, um, you know, we have seven chapels that's on on Friday and that's gorgeous. They're going to be here, the team from that. The Promise, which is um, B.V. Doshi. He's very well known and renowned architect. Um, that film is going to be on as well. I mean, we've Ballymanus. I mean, here, here I am. Ballymanus is just, it's the story I had never heard about. So I'm going, What? Why, why, why don't we why don't we learn about this in school? Mm-hmm. Why is this not in the history books? So essentially in 1943, I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but there was an incident that happened on a beach in um, in Donegal, you know, something washed up and 19 children died that day, some with three from a whole family. And in the film, they'll talk about one of the local um, one of the local men. You could hear him crying for days after going through the village quailing and crying he that's generations of 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 kids and you know they they take you through this and people and they do little reenactments you know i felt quite emotional watching this because i was thinking this is part of irish history and i've never heard about this and i think you know we all hear about lots of different stuff the big stuff and this is you know an unknown story to me anyway and it's as they said in this, it's barely spoken of and barely talked about. And I'm really hoping that this shines a light on this story. I mean, it's not going to bring anybody back, but I think Patrick and, and Sean have just done a great, a great, great job in bringing this. It's 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 short, 53 minutes, you know, and um, hopefully they're going to be here to, to chat about it as well. But, you know, absolutely devastating story. This is what I do love, though, about The Fly. You know, you have Patrick Sharkey. He produced it, co-wrote it, co-directed it. It's people out there bringing stories to the FLA that need to be heard Independent and need to be seen. filmmaking as well, which is really, really important. And the FLA is the place for, you know, Irish cinema, you know, your world premiere, your Irish premiere. We want them. We want to put them on a platform and have people see it. There's lots of big movies on Friday evening in the FLA. You've, yes. You have Verdi Girls, you have Double Blind, you have Apocalypse Clown, which is already sold out. Yes. Nightman is in there. Jericho Ridge, which is wild. Jericho Ridge is a survivalist thriller. I loved this. <laughs> I was calling Paddy and I was going, you have to watch this, you have to watch this. And he went and watched it and I was calling Holly and said, you have to watch this. It's it's wild. And so, you know, that's kind of one of the end of the night ones. Yeah, but there's definitely a wildness in Friday There evening, really <laughs> is. And it's really exciting. But Verdigree is is really interesting because um, it's Patricia Ryan's, uh, Patricia Kelly, rather. it's her uh, first feature and um, producer she's producing as well with with uh, Paul Fitzsimons and there's two really brilliant performances in here from Maya O'Shea and Geraldine who I know a long time Geraldine McAlinden you know as an actress I've seen her so many times and she is brilliant in this so one of the key things for me was I'm not young you know I'm 
getting into me old days. And I really like to see, um, you know, older people on screen. It's really, really important that we see older people. And there are lots of emerging older actors, directors, writers, all of that. And so, you know, I kind of hear people saying, oh, emerging is young. No, you can emerge at whatever age you want. You mm. might decide, like the DOP for Love Lights, who's an 84-year-old DOP, you know, who's made his first feature. So what I love about Verdigree, you have the young and the older and the older character. And it's it's a priority for me in programming that we see, you know, older people on screen. And this is great. This is, you know, this middle aged woman who is, you know, kind of in her lovely big house and stuff. And she kind of meets up with this young girl and this she realizes something about the young girl and they work together. She's a census enumerator. So I thought this was really, really wild. And um, she can't get the people of um, this inner city Dublin to uh, to kind of talk to her but she gets this young one jewel to help her and it's a great story and it's beautiful and it's heartrending and it's a great first feature it's a very exciting first feature for them and um, and they're all coming so we're very, very exciting and as you know Maya now is nominated for the Bingham Ray Award as well so which is in there so we have a great um, group of beautiful people nominated for that Yeah and they're list- listed in yes. the opening section of yeah. the programme as well and Absolutely. Agnes O'Casey, who had mentioned as well, who's in two features at this year's FLA, is one of the the nominees as well in that yeah. new talent award. But um, again, I, you could nearly just, you know, well, not tear these out because I'm sure Murray Mallon wouldn't like me to suggest tearing these out of the <laughs> program. But it's great when you go back years later and you see those who were up for this award and where they are today Absolutely. and how well they are doing. That's it. And Fiona's in there. You know, he's an apocalypse clown. Apocalypse clowns are riot. It is. I watched it uh, in the cinema again. You know, some of them we do see in the cinema and you have to see it like a troop of clowns, you know, the uh, and they're on this road trip. Essentially, you can see where I was about to get my road trip uh, category <laughs> from and they're on this road trip. But that's sold out like at the moment. I think there's an early release on some tickets today. So if you can try and get on and get a ticket, Yes, do. Of course, I want you to get a ticket for everything. But yes, that's a brilliant one as well. And just to say the Bingham Ray New Talent Award nominees, like it's made up of not just actors, but also writers, directors, producers. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a mix. Will we move on to Saturday? Another jam-packed day of content. And again, the shorts continue uh, right throughout Saturday, kicking off early in the morning. And there's going to be events taking place as well up in the Galmont. I mean, it gets very, very busy come Friday at the film flat and I suppose the other thing as well is once the people come to town tickets even sell faster <laughs> they do you know and and this is the thing and and you know we are a pain and I, I am not joking you when I say that they are selling out already and it is important to get the tickets if there's something that you really want to see somebody ring me the other day and said Miracle Club is sold out I was going yeah no I know I'm really sorry like I cannot get you a ticket you know not for love nor money and you know it, it isn't it's, it's it's all the films and every day you know Cindy's already you know sold out as well there may have been a few tickets went on sale tonight so I hope if you really want to see Cindy and I had somebody send me a tweet saying I got my Cindy tickets you know and I was going yay so yeah it, it's it's it gets really you know you have the marketplace going on the fair going on so it gets busy at the weekend yeah we have a couple of Irish language features as well being screened we this year's flower. And that's very great. important because yeah. obviously from the Colleen Kuhn point of yeah. view and everything else and we've seen the success in Rorschach as Frank and um, you know Tarach um, last year as well they've all done really really well now on the international stage and 
you know, it's important um, you know, um, I have nobody at home that speaks Irish. If I speak to the young fella in Irish, he's like, hates it. So it's a great opportunity to, when I'm in Galiva, you know, to, to speak Irish. But yeah, we uh, we do have some lovely um, Irish language pieces. Is, is one of them on, on, on Saturday morning. And I love this. This is, you know, obviously but it's LGBTQI A plus as well. And it's really gorgeous story. Kirla Heinland is a great director and she talks about eight couples, female couples who were, you know, part of the, I suppose, the Irish Revolution. And uh, she kind of follows down as some really interesting people speaking and um, telling the stories. And there's just this lovely poem at the end. And I actually I, I, t- I went immediately to look for this poem and um, to, to write it down because I just thought it was so gorgeous. It's a great documentary. Uh, you know, as she says, it's about the love that dares not speak its name. And she's really brought it up front and centre. And, um, you know, I think uh, I would love to see more Irish language work. There's not enough of it, I can tell you. And and I know that there's, you know, the great, you know, I know that the Teacher Carrier Screen Ireland BI and that they do, they're working really hard to get them out. But, you know, Irish language cinema is very important to me and it's very important to the FLA. So um, start making them three Gaelica, you know, and and they, they certainly will be um, of, of huge interest to me. And this this is one of them. We have Avail as well, which is um, that lovely documentary about electronic and hip hop artists in, in Ireland. And we have... Um, We've Eva Mary, which is a great Connemara woman story. She's fantastic in it. You know, she's absolutely a, a great story about this vibrant, fantastic lady who, you know, she travels quite a bit. And but she's, you know, from from out west. So, yeah, there's there's a couple of fuckle, a couple of fuckle girl again, couple of skin on girl again. Excellent. And, you know, over the past 12 months, I've worked with a lot of people displaced and yeah how important and proud they are of their language and their culture. Of course. You know, it, it would we be need great to, be, to encourage yeah, more of that absolutely. here. Absolutely. Again, we can't go through everything that's on Saturday, no. but we do have a, a few features as well. And again, the features on Saturday evenings are always ones to to look out for. You have Made in Dublin starting early in the mid-afternoon, directed by Jack Armstrong. Yeah, this is an interesting one. And actually, Maya O'Shea is in this as well. So, you know, she's kind of cropping up in a few places. Um, yeah, Jack is, Jack is, you know, he's you know well-known director now and he works with Melissa Lawler on this. And this is a really interesting story because as it opened, you kind of, I wasn't sure who I was watching initially. And then you're thinking, oh, it's in Little Axe. So there's little stories going on here, there, and you have an actor and he's wanting to kind of, break into the big time and he's wanting to kind of impress this director and we see his story who's in his restaurant and he's kind of trying to do a thing and the director is not having any of it he's a bit washed up so he's not having any of it and then we have this drag queen and you know and they're all interlinked that's the interesting thing as you go through you suddenly start thinking ah okay where did I see them before so it's a great story and it's like but they're all on a kind of a collision course and which ultimately ends in a big kapow um Really interesting world premiere and Jack and the team and the cast and that will be there in the night. So we're very excited to have the world premiere of that as well. And it's an Irish-Portuguese co-production. Yes. And again, co-productions really, you know. It's how films get made. Yeah. yeah. Lie of the Land as well. That's on Saturday evening, uh, directed by John Carlin. Yeah, this is great. This came into us. This is Northern Irish Green. So um, Ali White is is in, in this. I love Ali. Ali is such a great art, uh, actress. And uh, Nigel O'Neill and Barry John Kinsella. It's a great cast. Small, but, f- you know, perfectly formed cast. And initially I wasn't sure. I was thinking, OK, farm. 
this is kind of, you know, a farm drama. Okay, cool. This is good. I haven't seen a kind of this very rural type drama for a while. And then (laughs) you start to realise there's something much darker happening here and it gets dark very quickly. And, you know, sometimes I'm kind of watching the films, I'm watching them and then suddenly I go, (gasps) you know, and Somebody in the office go, what, 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 you know? <laughs> or, did, and I'm, did an invoice just come in? <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, exactly. And, I, and I'm like, oh my God, I know, of course, that's him. And so it's great. So they're, you know, again, it's back to that story. People who are struggling, who maybe have selling off cattle or having to sell their land or their farm. And you can kind of see what's kind of coming down the line. They're in trouble. And then the stranger arrives in the door and you think, oh, there's something else going on here and then it takes a turn and not for the good and it really becomes them trying to, you know, run away from this guy it becomes quite, you know, violent and um, who wins out in the end? That's that's kind of the question. World premiere, we're very, very excited to have this and um, the team will be in place as well and of course Northern Irish Screen just, you know, they have great films come out of there yeah. as well. You know, we've, we've always been blessed with the films that come from there. Just quickly as well, this really caught my attention. The Graceless Age, the ballad of John Murray. This looks like a really, really good feature. It is brilliant. So interesting story about this, because we were just talking earlier about how long it takes to get your film made. Yeah. And it takes forever to get your film made. And sometimes it can be very quickly, but sometimes it it's all about money. It's all about, you know, making sure you have the right team in place. And um, the the producers came to the marketplace a few years ago, cool. probably pre-COVID, I think, I'm not quite sure, but they'd come to the marketplace, to the fair, and they had the idea for this. And, you know, they met people there who could, you know, who could fund it. And so we have an Irish-Canadian co-production. And here it is now, many years later, Super. world premiere at the FLA. So, you know, there are, there, this is how these things happen. John Murray, if you don't know John Murray, he has a voice, you know, it's really, you know, it's gorgeous. And, uh, you know, he had the obviously the Grace's Age was his his album from 2013, but he had struggles, big struggles. Um, you know, with drugs, he was obviously also you know he was tired and exhausted, and he found himself actually in Ireland, in Clare, I believe. And uh, yes, and he just we just see him traveling around and um, going back, you know, to um, to Toronto. And it kind of follows who he is. He's just he's playing here, too, as well. He's going to be uh, in concert Thursday night. So, you know, you're getting a full John Murray experience with this. And he's going to be there for the post show discussion as well. But it is beautiful. It's really lovely. And what's really interesting is he's the adopted grandson of Faulkner and we have a Faulkner doc as well here at the FLA. So it's this kind of, it's really funny how things kind of work out, you know, and we were kind of saying, oh, you know, we've got a Faulkner doc because he, he, you know, he does talk about that whole Faulkner and how that affected him and like he did have lots of struggles. He did. And, you know, it's going to have an impact on you. And this just takes you through his, his album, A Short History of Decay, which is beautiful. It's actually his music you'll hear over our trailer as well. So Yeah, and shout out well done to Justin as well. The trailer abs- is brilliant. One take. He yeah. sent it over and I was like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's it. It's done, you know. So that is one to watch. That is in the plus on Saturday evening at twenty thirty. And, you know, that is going to be a really special experience, particularly afterwards. You've heard it here first. Lies we tell Lisa Mulcahy directing. This is probably sold out. Yes, there's a waiting list. <laughs> I'm so sorry. A big waiting list for this. This is our debut. Lisa Mulcahy, as you'll probably know, she does a lot of work in TV and that. And she's a, you know, very well known director. This is our debut film, um, feature film. And it's 
gorgeous, really um, you know, for anybody who loves the kind of period drama, that Downton Abbey-esque kind of thing, but really beautiful. And um, this young girl, Maud, um, she's an heiress. And who arrives along, of course, her guardian comes along. And we kind of see this this fall and this, you know, this trying to take it from her. And she is fights back, which is really great. And it is it's beautifully shot. I heard Lisa talking on um, on Mary McCallan about where they shot and that and taking over the house and and you can see it right down when you look at that picture, that image in the brochure. Mm-hmm. It's 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 meticulous and remember it takes a village. Everybody from props, you know, to production managers to art designers, all of this and films to make what we see on the big screen. This is a this is a cracker. This is well worth. You've David Wilmot in there as well. Yeah, yeah who's know. a regular to the fla. Absolutely, yeah. Chris Wally. You know, from Young Offenders and the lovely Holly Sturton. So it's. Um, I would highly recommend this if you can get a ticket. <laughs> I think as well, he, he there might have had to been changing storylines in The Young Offenders because he was caught filming oh, this filming the same this. time. Well, there you go. You see, this is when you're in and demand, you know. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so when The Young Offenders comes out, it's uh, they very cleverly how they work the storyline yeah. uh, around, around the making his, of Lies yes, We Tell, which absolutely. is great. I'm delighted as well to see that Reefer and the Model is going to be screened again at the FLA. I mean, I... You know, it's produced by the stalwart Lelia Doolan. And, you know, I remember as a young wannabe filmmaker coming out of film school many, many moons ago, like just you go down to the wrong club and Joe Comfort would be sitting there on a seat and he was just loved, lauded, adored by everyone in the room. And I was like, who is this guy? Yes, yes. And we're very excited. So this is our every year. The IFI are great. They put together usually, you know, short selection of Galway related shorts. And this year we had a chat. I was chatting to Suniva and we decided that might be nice to do a feature instead. And so this is our kind of um, presented by the the IFI, the Irish Film Institute. This is the 2023 Director's Cut. So it's been Ooh, restored. Goodness. The IFI and Screen Ireland have a kind of a digitisation project going on. And, you know, look, anyone who knows Joe Cumberford knows he's brilliant, you know, and, and the the brilliant Lilia as well, who's going to be doing some great Q&As for us as well during the festival and, and uh, in conversations. And, um, you know, you'll get to see this beautifully restored version. So like obviously King's is on 35 mil and, and you know, it'll be nice to do it, but it's great to see something, a powerful piece of work like this being restored for future generations, you know, because we lose, we lose things, you know, they recorded over Wanderley Wagon in RTE, you know, and so we only have so many episodes of it. And so it's that thing that we have to preserve this, this work, you know, the first wave, second wave, all those various different uh, years and decades of, of work over the years. So yeah, we're really thrilled to have Joe on board with this. Excellent. And Ray McBride was such a superb know, actor as well. I know, and And Ian McElhinney in yeah. it as well, and Carl Moore. So it's, it's great. We're delighted to have that. Sunday, again, shorts continue and there's going to be animation shorts in the morning. There's going to be docs and so on. And there's a big feature animation taking place Sunday afternoon from Roddy Doyle. Roddy Doyle's um, Greyhound of a Girl and it was out in Berlin and it's come to us and it's just gorgeous. And I sat with my little niece who's six years old and I thought if she's going to watch it now and enjoy this, then all the little ones and the big ones will, will enjoy it. And she loved it. And it's this little girl who wants to be a chef and she, um, her grandmother's showing her how to cook and all of that. But we find out that granny's not very well. And so it's about dealing with 
the expectation or maybe not facing up to the expectation of what could happen um, with Granny and, and being taken through it. And so other characters from Granny's past come into that, as you can know, you know, in animation, it's, it's so wonderfully done. And it's really gorgeous. Director Enzo Dallo, you know, and it's got a huge cast mm. of fabulous, you know, Brendan Gleeson, Rosaline Lenehan, you know, Sharon Horgan, Charlie McKenna's in there, Paul Tylek, you know, it's got you know, the, the the big ones and it's just so lovely. And, um, you know, Enzo Dallo's, he's adapted Roddy's, Roddy's novel. And so that'll be really nice. And we have a lovely, you know, post-show discussion on after that. And that's a big co-production as well. It is, isn't it? You yeah. know, when you look at that now, you know, you have the likes of Luxembourg and Italy and Latvia, Estonia, Germany, Ireland, Italy, you, you know, the UK. There's a lot of partners coming together. Animation's not cheap. You know, mm. it's all these various frames and coming together to say, let's make this project so we really want this to be a big one out in, in, in Galway. So go get tickets for that. It's family. My niece, she was like, oh, Auntie Maeve. So she loved that as well. So it's definitely little ones. Might be a bit sad. Yeah, as we were saying know. with Douglas Sirk, maybe bringing a parent or a grandparent. Absolutely. Bring the, the, bring young the family. Ones. Yeah. And there's re- I know there's reduced price tickets for kids for that as well, for little cool. people. And they are the next generation of the there flower you audience. Go. Abs- and when I when I decided I was going to be an actor, it was not long after I'd been down to Shimsatira to see um, one of their fabulous summer shows. And that's when I decided I that's that's for me and my parents didn't even blink they were like okay you know and that's the journey I went on so you know show don't tell take them to stuff yeah. you know that's how they learn and, and decide on things even when I was young I saw a movie called The Quiet Man and I just loved it and I watched it over and over and dad said okay we got to bring this guy in the yeah. car for spin and he brought me to Kong yeah um, and sh- sh- drove me around and showed me all the sets and a couple of years later the field was being made in Lanan and he brought me to the movie set of Lanan and I got to see the caravans with all the stars names and, uh, and stuff like that and suddenly I realised that, that this was, was all in arm's reach Absolutely. and I think you know for younger people to go to the flat and actually that movie you watched there's the director up on the stage now talking yes. and you can ask them a question and you can get and you can meet them, them outside and, exactly you know because it is that informal and you know uh, I remember being at a Creative Ireland conference a couple of years ago and an animation director whose name I can't remember at the moment stood up and said we put Hurleys in children's hands at the age of three we should put cameras in their hands as well and he was so right mm. so right excellent so yeah there's loads on there on Sunday anything else finally then that we should keep an eye out for on Sunday before the the awards at six and then the closing movie Let the Canary Sing happens. So Lonely Oaks is in there and that's a really, really devastating film. Why am I giving you all devastating films? I have lovely films, happy films as well. But that really is, again, it comes back to one of our new strands, which is called Defender. And um, Defender is really looking at people who resist. You know, it's looking at climate activism it's looking at humanitarianism you know people who are all doing work in this and you know one of them is about um, a group of people trying to save a forest in Germany but it's really sad because the filmmaker in this dies and I, I'm not telling anything out of school in this but he does die filming this and you know which is kind of it's in the it's in the um, the information in the brochure there but it's very very sad and we also have Lakota Nation versus um, the United States of America and that is you know really really beautiful documentary obviously but you know but it's it's painful it's the Lakota Indians you know quest to reclaim the Black Hills so that's a very very important piece of work as well so Sunday's great for documentary get up early have your cup of coffee and come into the Palace to see some of them they're gorgeous Excellent. So tickets for everything are now on sale. If now you want on to sale, if you can get them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you can, if you want to buy online, visit the website tht. 
Ie. That's the Town Hall Theatre's website. Or Galway website. Film Fla if you get lost. Go to GalwayFilmFla.com uh, if you're kind of trying to get a, an update on everything. We'll have all of it up there and we'll link into the Town Hall as well. And remember, you know, we do have, we do screen at the Palos and we do screen at the Town Hall. So check your ticket because you might yes. buy it through the Town Hall. We're saying <laughs> this all the one. time. <laughs> and don't drive to Palos. The onus is on you to check as well because we do, you know, we're not going to, we try and hold your hand a lot of the way, but we can't take you there. So check your double check and, your and arrive early like if a screen's arrive at three don't early. arrive at three I am very strict on this and everyone's been told this year if you don't arrive in time you don't get in yeah. like if you went to the theatre you wouldn't be allowed in because there's another screen in after another after there's another we're not yeah. holding the screenings and also it spoils the film for other people if you're coming in and cluttering with yeah, your seats yeah, yeah. and lights and all of that and I just do believe that and put your phone away you know fil- watching films is an experience and so if you think it's okay to be texting during a film it's not so no. please don't do it now now <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been put in your place there haven't you, you? <laughs> Maeve thank you so much for joining Garmila. us on the podcast congratulations on putting together a fantastic programme I know you still have a busy few weeks ahead yes but enjoy every single moment of thank it thank you so much Gary we'll see you at the fly. 